to the Morning by Morning podcast. I'm Olivia. And I'm Bailey. And we're sisters. In law, but that doesn't matter. Grab your coffee and start the day with us. Good morning. Welcome to today's episode. Our topic that we're going to talk about is tips for moving away from your family and friends. So both Olivia and I have experience with this that we want to kind of talk about things that help us to get through it and kind of make the transition. But first, let's do a little bit of gratitude. Olivia, do you want to start? Sure, yes. So yesterday it was snowing here where we live. And so I am thankful for nicer weather. It's 60 out, so it's still kind of chilly, but I'm thankful for sunshine. What about you? Yeah, yeah, me too. We both, we live in the Midwest, so it is very unpredictable. So also glad for some sun. Um, and then I'm also glad I got to go on a date with my husband. We went out to eat Mexican food yesterday and just had time to talk. It's kind of nice to get away because sometimes when we're home, we just will get into the habit of watching something on TV and it's nice to just sit and talk for a while. So that's mine. Yes. Okay. So let's kind of share a little bit really quickly why we have our tips for moving away from our family and friends. Yeah. So both of us um, did, well, first of all, we said this in the intro, but we are sisters-in-law. So um, Olivia is married to my brother. And then I married my husband who I met in college. So we both went through a time of long distance dating. Yes. Some people's version of long distance might be different than what we thought, but basically we both had a two hour difference between where we were living and our at the time boyfriend. Right. Um, and then once we both got married, we ended up moving to our husband's town. So for me, that's about two hours away from where I grew up. Mm -hmm. Is that about what you have? It's about an hour and a half away from my hometown. So a little bit better. I guess a whole hour less of driving round trip (laughs) for you guys. Yeah. And I know some people literally date someone who's across the country or even uh, maybe I'll talk about this sometime. But during part of my dating experience, I was in China and my boyfriend was in the state. So like I understand that what we are currently living with is not extreme, but it is tough. And we've just kind of had some conversations before about um, ways to kind of cope a little bit because both of us are very close to our families. And I know that makes a difference too. Yes. And no matter, I feel like how much you try and prepare yourself mentally, like there's still more things that pop up that are going to surprise you um, Mm -hmm. and emotional tolls on you as well. Yeah. So we just came up with a list of tips and, you know, everyone's experience is different and some people might want to move further away from their families and maybe we sound crazy to those people. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we, like I said, we're just close to our families. We like spending time with them and I can't speak for Olivia, but I know that for me sometimes like I'll feel like I'm missing out on events or things because you can't be at everything. And once you get married, you know, you're a part of your husband's family as well. And you kind of have to split time and mm-hmm. make that a balance. You have to see friends. So, right. you know, for me, that's that's why I need tips for this type of thing, because I do feel sad about it sometimes. Mm-hmm. I do feel like I wish I could be at more family events. Right. Which even just like being real honest, like this coming weekend, I we were planning on going to see my family because I hadn't been there for three weeks. And then, of course, you have a family member that passed away. And so we're going to be probably traveling there, which 
obviously I sound like, I feel like guilty saying that, but you understand. It's like, I'm Mm -hmm. so happy going to go be with your family and mourn the loss. But also it's sad because I don't get to be with my family. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it is hard to like find that balance of splitting up your time. Obviously this doesn't count because somebody passed away, but still, you know what I'm saying? Right. But, but that's just one example because things happen all the time where, you know, you might have plans and then it gets switched because you have two families. So, right. I, yeah, we, we were talking earlier. We don't want to like diminish those feelings because even though, of course, like I said, some people have greater distances and some people of course have bigger problems. Like if it's something that you're thinking about all the time, it's good to notice that, you know, you're struggling with that. It's good to kind of call it out for what it is and then to try to make positive changes. So we've got a list of five that we'd like to talk about. Um, we've got five different tips of things that either have helped us or that we would like to be practicing to continue kind of moving in the right direction. So mm-hmm. um, I'll just go ahead and read number one and then we'll work our way through those. Okay. So the first one is that we said, wherever you're living, whether you're experiencing, you know, distance from family or friends, or maybe you're currently in the situation where you're distant from your significant other, plan things that you can look forward to. So whether that's, you know, events with your family or um, it doesn't even have to be with the people that you're missing. It could be with, for our example, our spouse, like, you know, like a little getaway to um, sometimes my husband and I will go to like an Airbnb that's not even far away, but it's just nice to have that to look forward to. You've got like a little trip, you kind of break up your routine. Um, Or like I said, going to Mexican on a date, it's like nice that you don't have to cook and you get to just like set aside time to just talk and be with each other. So having things to look forward to definitely helps me at least have like a positive mindset when, you know, sometimes I'd rather just complain. Right. And I try to like put it on the calendar when I'm going to go see my family too. Like even like Mm -hmm. next weekend, that's obviously not going to work out, but I definitely try to like plan those things. Like this is when I get to see my family. So you like have those um, goals to like look forward to that. Even if it's going to be a while, you know that, hey, in the future, I'm going to see my family and we're going to do something fun together, even if it's just somebody else's birthday or something. Yeah, birthdays, holidays. And two, I want to add to this, like plan things to get forward, to look forward to, but also that you need to be kind of flexible and be willing to be creative, like do something that you wouldn't have thought was necessarily the most fun before. Like, for example, um, I'm also really close to my sister and who I'm currently two hours away from. And we have several times when, you know, neither of us has the time to go spend a whole weekend in the other person's town. Um, we will both drive one hour and meet in the middle. And honestly, there's not that many exciting things to do in that town, but we look forward to just spending time together. So we'll just, you know, get coffee or go shopping or, you know, do something in the middle, even if it's just for a few hours, because that kind of helps you if you're feeling like a little bit homesick or missing those people that you're used to seeing all the time. Right. And I love what you said about even like planning events for just with your husband, because even though like we don't have kids now, I know that sounds kind of silly because it's like, well, every single day you're like hanging out with your husband, but not really because you get busy with life Mm -hmm. and stuff. And we forget to like set time to be like, let's go out on a date, even if it's just like, Mm -hmm. let's go do something out of the ordinary, like get ice cream and stuff like that. It is fun to look forward to. Like I'm not a big like anniversary person besides 
um, our wedding anniversary. But on May 3rd is going to be our five year anniversary of dating. And so I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that, even though I'm not like a big like dating anniversary person. That's just me personally. But I'm like, oh, that's something that we can like look forward to and maybe go do something fun that's out of the ordinary. Yeah, five years is a big deal, I feel like. Yeah, which, how long have you guys been together, side note? Uh, since 2016, so actually, also, that that would be five years. That's what I was thinking. In, wait, okay, it's April. Actually, in a couple days, it'll be our five-year dating anniversary. Okay, yay! How about that? Because I knew we started dating. Yeah. Fun fact, we started dating really close at the same time. Yes. And we actually got engaged on the same exact day, just a year mm-hmm. apart, so that's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I feel like we should just preface this since this is kind of an introduction. So Olivia and my brother are several years younger than I am. But it was funny. Yeah, they got engaged a year before us. Yes. And then you got married. Ooh, math. Um, I think it was like <laughs> How eight many months? months because it, we got married in November and you got married in July. Okay, but they were in July. Both at the okay, end, yeah. So. But yeah, yeah that's so we've crazy. talked about before, we're like, you know, not the same. We're both in our 20s, but she's in her early 20s. I'm in my late 20s. Mm-hmm. But we feel like we're still in kind of a similar stage of life. Like she said, where, you know, we don't have kids yet. We've been married for a little bit, but not that long. And, you know, just kind of figuring out similar season of life. So Right. Exactly. Do you want to go ahead and do number two? Okay, yeah. So the second one that um, we were kind of talking about is just maintaining communication with our family and friends. Because that gets hard. Like I am the worst communicator when it comes to like remembering to text somebody like I will text Mm -hmm. like if I have a question (laughs) but I won't remember to just like reach out to those friends and purposefully like communicate to them and so if that even just means like set a timer on your or like a reminder on your phone like communicate to that person but one way Mm -hmm. that I stay connected with my family is I talk to my mom we have like this might sound silly but it works out well for us since my mom's a stay-at-home mom and I'm currently a stay-at-home uh wife that during the day we have a selected times that we talk to each other like throughout the week we have like two days that we just catch up and I love that because I get I get to know what's going on with my mom which my mom's one of my best friends and my dad and my sister and um, brother-in-law and it makes me still feel connected to my family and to my community and stuff and then we have a family group chat that's constantly going as well so that people who are more busy like working all day and stuff like that we like catch up in the mornings and in the evenings uh, too and that really helps to still like you were talking about missing those moments you don't feel like you're missing those moments as much if you are like kind of brought in on like their days and yeah. what happened so yeah for sure family group chat is where it's at yes we do that too yes um for me i the one I do the most would be calling my sister. This started because she was actually out of the country several months ago. She she left the country for a couple months. And it just worked out that in my work week and with her, the time change, it just worked out that Wednesday mornings on my drive to work was a time that we were able to talk for just like 20 minutes maybe. Um, and we just somehow that turned into like every day. And so basically every morning I'm on my way to work, I get in the car, I call her and put her on speakerphone and we talk like until I get to work. And 
you know, at first it was like, oh, what are we going to talk about today? But then now we just, you know, it's nonstop (laughs) until I get to work. So I feel like I'm not, like you said, missing out on as much because I can ask her about, you know, what's happening in the family and back home. Um, And then the only other one really that I have is every once in a while, if there's like specific people, I'm like, oh, I really haven't talked to this person for a little while, or I feel like, you know, I need to reconnect. I will literally, and this sounds like not so personal probably, but put it on my to-do list, like call this person. And like, I will say, you know, today I need to go on a walk. I need some exercise. And I'm specifically going to call like my grandma or my best friend or whoever. And I will put however many people I feel like I need on my list for the week. And then if it doesn't happen, I move it to the next week because you have to prioritize it. So right, that can be hard. But I think what you said, like sometimes you have to schedule it and, you know, make sure that can still make you feel really connected. Mm-hmm. And I'm so thankful for like our technology that we have now. Yes. Like we can FaceTime so you can still like feel like you're in on the action. You can see what's going on. Um, yeah, texting, all this stuff, sending pictures, I feel like is a huge one. Like, let me show you what I just got at the store. I don't know. It's just fun. Mm-hmm. It brings in a different dynamic and you don't just feel as like lonely and stuff, especially because I feel like we should know for both sides of the family, we're the ones, we're the only ones who like left. So like all of our yes. family is still back home. So my, I just have the one sister, but um, my sister and my parents are living in the same town as we're living, um, in the town with, um, Micah and your parents mm-hmm. and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's, um, oh my gosh, I lost my train of thought for what that was. You just feel like, you know, you're probably the only one out of the loop. Like it's, right. the whole family's there besides you. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So that's what the social media really helps to bring mm-hmm. you in on what's going on. Okay, next. The next one is something that is a little bit more of a challenge, at least I think. Um, It's something you have to be intentional to do, and that is to be present. So it is so easy, especially if, you know, your life's not going the way that you planned it. It's not like... um, you know, the place you feel like you want to be, it is so easy to have the grass is greener on the other side mindset. Like I, I can catch myself going into those thought patterns like, Oh, I wish this was the way it was. I wish I was living here. I wish I was doing this kind of job, whatever. And I think when you choose instead to be present, you can find positives about, you know, like I, the examples I just said, like your job or about the town that you're living in, or even about like the fact that you're not as close to people as you would like to be you can be intentional about finding the positive. So I was telling Olivia earlier, one thing I like to do is, especially if I'm feeling negative or I feel like I've been complaining, I will start a phone note in the notes app and I'll just add to it all week. And I'll write little things I'm grateful for. And sometimes they are so small. Like I will write down, you know, I had enough time in the morning before work to read a chapter of the Bible and drink my coffee and like so small, but when you notice those little things, it does improve your mood. And it does show you by the time you get to the end of the week, you're like, oh, I thought I had a bad week. But look, I have 15 things on my list that I'm grateful for. Mm -hmm. And that's what, again, we were talking about it earlier. I do a mood tracker. And I started doing this in 2020 because I just started to feel like every day was such a low day. And once you start to analyze, well, how was my day? And you start to think like, well, wow, God woke me up this morning. Um, I have food on my table. I was able to pick up groceries, like all this stuff. You start to realize, oh, well, I actually had a good day because I have so much to be grateful for. And mm-hmm. that's what I love because then I can look back and see it was, I had a good month, 
even though maybe I had yeah. sucky moments, like it was still, it was still yeah. good. That's a good example. Okay. So number four is join a community. So I really have such a huge desire to join a community, but when my husband and I, we got married in 28, at the end of 2018. So we had a year and obviously I don't have a job. I was trying to find a job. So I didn't have any friendships or like a community with a job. And then my husband, um, works at our family business. And so there's like no friendships there. Um, and so really we relied on our, you know, friendships from back home, which again, is great to stay connected to, but that's not like your core community anymore because you moved away from that. You need people like with you, by you. Um, but anyway, our main community would be our church and we searched for a church. And as soon as we kind of settled on a church, uh, the pandemic happened. And Mm -hmm. that has been something that I didn't realize I was struggling with so much until I feel like this year, like after the holidays, I'm like, wow, I really miss having a community, a place that I can go and I like know all the people and stuff and um, make new friendships and stuff because it is so important. And hopefully... um. As it's getting better, I'm vaccinated and all that stuff. Hopefully we can get back into church and really start growing that community because it is so important. And if you're listening to this and it isn't during the pandemic, just go out there and find your community. Go to a church because it's so important to uh, even just surround yourself with Christian people or like-minded people. Yes. Yeah, find the thing that you are interested in or that you have in common with people and make right. that your way of, of connecting. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah, for us at church is a, an obvious answer. Like um, I feel like for Christians or whatever your, if that's not your story or where you're at right now, like find the thing that you really enjoy. Um, my, my only real example, cause my story is kind of similar to Olivia's where I haven't had that much time in this town before COVID. Um, is the only thing I'd really started doing is going to a yoga class. Um, but it was like a pretty small studio, like really small studio. And I felt like people kind of had their little groups and I don't know, like I wasn't really putting myself out there. I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm here to do yoga. I'm exercising. And then I got to get home and make dinner. Like I wasn't putting myself out there either. So I'm not right. even saying like, Oh, people didn't talk to me. Like I understand I'm an adult. I need to put myself out there. Um, but I just, I wasn't prioritizing it. I was like, I'm just here to exercise. So that was my only thing I really did. That was like extra in the community was join a yoga class. And I was only going once a week. Um, and we kind of had the same story where we did not get super invested in a church. We were kind of hopping around trying out churches before COVID. And like literally to the point of like Sunday morning, we'd be like, okay, where are we going? Like it wasn't just in our minds. This is our church. This is where we go. So we weren't really investing in those relationships. Um, we also had, you know, family, personal things going on at the time that were um, just needed more attention at the time. So really it just, it was not a priority before COVID. And now it's like, it feels like you're starting over. So no, it totally kind of does because it feels like yeah. you've had like, 
like a whole year wasted of yes. where you could yes. have invested in relate new relationships and um, new things to get involved in. Because I love being involved and in doing things um, in the church or wherever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, with COVID, that just kind of put a huge damper on it. Yeah. Our last one is kind of a tip, (laughs) kind of not. (laughs) And it's just the saying, it's okay to not be okay. And we didn't write that. That's a thing people say. Um, We're not that smart. (laughs) Yeah, we're not. We're not taking credit. Um, But I think that's important because we were talking earlier about how we can have days where we get kind of down. And both of us said we kind of have the tendency to feel like it's selfish to, Mm -hmm. you know, feel sad or to complain about things like this, about like, you know, missing family when, you know, for me, it's like two hours away, missing family or, you know, not being in the place that you really want to be in or that you pictured yourself being. Um, But both we were talking about how both of us have had this conversation with our husbands recently and how both of them said, no, that's okay to feel those things. Like, yeah, it is okay that that is what is making you sad. Like, that's your biggest problem right now, even if, you know, we want to say other people have bigger problems than this. But we want to tell ourselves, no, it's okay to feel sad. It's okay to realize that that's what you're feeling. It's okay to kind of think about, like, where can I go from this? Because, my husband was even just saying like, well, take a day off, like go see your family. Like, you know, the obvious solution to being sad and missing them is like, you can, you can do something about it. So I really like that phrase and it doesn't just apply to this, like, you know, like a homesickness or whatever, but it's okay to not be okay in general in life, especially coming out of this year of COVID where people just have been more isolated. It definitely Mm -hmm. is kind of messed with relationships and stuff like that. Yeah. And I also like felt like, when we first got married and I moved away, I felt like because I knew that we were all sad. Like, tell me if you felt this way too, Bailey, because I mm-hmm. almost in like a sense felt like because everybody was sad, I almost had to like be the brave one for us all and like oh. not and just be like it didn't affect me, even though mm-hmm. it did. And I think partly I was trying to also like put up a wall for myself as well. Like it's okay. Like I'm doing good and all that stuff until I was like, no, like it's okay to like feel these emotions and stuff. And because it is okay not to Mm -hmm. be okay all the time and to be sad about it because partly I'm like, well, I made these choices for myself. Yeah. But, but that just because they're really good things that we made, and I'm so happy I never change anything. It's still sad to totally mm-hmm. change your lifestyle, your community, and kind of almost start over. So definitely, it's it does feel like starting over. Yes, yes. Which, <laughs> well, you you always feel like you're done with that. You're like, oh, I'm you know I've finished high school now. I'm in like the work world, or I finished you know whatever. And you're in this new season. You're like, I'm gonna settle here. But it's like eh, right. I haven't had a lot of settling in my life. Like there's it's just been a lot of transition. Like you kind of have you move on from one thing to another, and mm-hmm. it is. It's like you have to say goodbye and you have to start over a lot. Mm-hmm. So. And it's scary, but that's okay. That's the that's the fun of it. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Make sure to find something to be grateful for today. 